0: the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, we continue our ongoing spotlight on learning through the case method here at the Darden School of Business with a conversation with three members of our full-time MBA class of 2023, Wade Clement, Lucy King, and Adriana Vaz. In this conversation, I talk with Wade, Lucy, and Adriana about their decision to pursue an MBA, what led them to Darden, how they prepare for class, what it's like participating in a case discussion, and so much more. If you are interested in learning more about the academic experience here at the Darden School, this conversation is highly recommended. So without further ado, here's my interview, Wade Clement, Lucy King, and Adriana Vatz. Wade, Lucy, Adriana, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here.
1: Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks, Brad.
0: It's great to have you. How are you doing? This is your last quarter. How does that
2: feel? I mean, for me, it's definitely bittersweet. Um, I've had a fantastic experience here so far and, and hard to believe that in six weeks or about that we'll be on the, you know, graduating and, and moving on to our next chapter.
1: Yeah, I will uh, I will echo that sentiment, Wade. It is wild to think that the two years are almost up. Time has definitely flown um, and it's been an incredible experience so far.
3: I couldn't, I couldn't like disagree because right now in my room, I have like three of the closest friends of me. You're at Darden. And all we just talk about how we're going to spend the next six weeks before we all go at different directions, and it's so hard to believe it's getting over.
0: I do. I will admit that as I've talked with second years at this particular moment in in their time here at Darden, uh, there's sometimes a little bit of like a bucket list of these things that I have to do before I graduate. Um, Lucy, do you have a list like that? Is there are, are there things that you want to make sure you 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 do before before graduation?
1: Yeah, you know, that's such a great question and I think for me my my list per se is really revolves around spending some quality time both with the people and the the friends that I've already really developed relationships with and then also making sure that I have that chance to to connect with anyone that I, you know, haven't had the chance to yet so far. Um so I think Certainly want to, you know, spend some time making the most of what Charlottesville has to offer with all of the restaurants and and the outdoor activities. But I think a lot of that's going to revolve around doing that with my with my Darden community.
0: How about you, Adriana?
3: Yeah, it's it's so funny you asked that because just yesterday I got an email from like one of my close friends when we started this Excel sheet of everything that we need to be doing now that we're running out of time. And all of it is like a group of like small group dinners, lunches, hikes you want to one complete your castle because it's so beautiful. Every time I fly over, I'm like, gosh, I'm gonna miss this place. So yeah, I, I resonate a lot with what you said. And it's also like getting to give back in so many ways now that we have like Uh, rising like a first years, rising second years and the incoming students we have the Darden days coming up so it's just it's reliving all of these by also giving back
0: I have to think that's a very special moment to go to Darden days as a second year student remembering back when you were you know an incoming student of course you got the first year students that it's a it's a great time as you have these three classes all, all coming together so Wade how about you
2: yeah I mean I I echo the same sentiment I think for me it's more about how to prioritize this remaining time you know I've been on a quest since I've gotten here to find the best restaurant and the best Vineyard in Charlottesville and I can't call an end to that until the last day I'm here so um I'll be I'll be on a quest to, to continue looking into that and um you know one thing that's on my bucket list is actually carrying the darting cup trophy and we have two more events in that sorry to say Lucy and and Gianna, but you know, section c is going to bring home the the victory this year so that's definitely on my bucket list and um you know really cementing those ties with our phenomenal faculty and, and friends here uh before we go
0: wait i understand it's it's very close uh darden cup this year few of the sections have reasonable shots at it that's what's been reported at least here on the podcast
2: yeah it's uh it's it's very close right now i'm very proud to say as a section c um representative in my first year um, but, you know, staunch supporter that we're currently inch, inch forward in the lead. We have two more events left of racket sports and kickball before the uh, the end of the tournament. But it's been a extremely competitive year um, and, and a lot of fun has already been had. Um, so hopefully we can round it off strong.
0: And we had Ernest Petway on the on the podcast talking about Darden Cup and racket sports, I believe, includes tennis and pickleball. Uh, this year. Um, so something something for everybody. Pickleball, fastest growing sport in America, I think at this point. So glad to hear that's made its way into the Darden Cup. So, well, let's talk a little bit more about you. So this is going to be a conversation about the learning experience here at Darden. We're going to talk a lot about uh, the case method and what it's like to be a student preparing for class, going to class here at, at Darden. But before we get there, I want to learn just a little bit more about the folks who are in this conversation. Uh, so, Wade, can I come to you first? Tell us a little bit more about you and your background.
2: Sure. Um, so, I'm from California originally. Um, I went to undergrad at Duke University um, and then spent kind of the last five years working as a program director of a nonprofit organization in LA, um, providing after school intervention programs to lower income middle school and high school students. Um, You know, in that role, I had a lot of the day-to-day operations management, a lot of the fundraising capabilities, um, and had the fortune to work with incredible teams um, of our employees, as well as building community ties with professional sports teams, local businesses, um, and really trying to provide education access uh, for students. You know, for me, uh, the last two years has been a a huge uh, opportunity for me as I've Look to deepen my experience uh, into the business world and the for-profit world and i hope to really cement ties between the public and private sectors going forward um, and you know darden has really prepared me to to take that next step and how did you decide that you wanted to pursue an mba so one of the things that i recognized in my role was um, a little bit of a disconnect between the public and private sector and i saw a huge opportunity for corporations especially but private funds as well to really make a dent in social impact um, and to kind of strengthen the ties um, between you know for-profit and nonprofit organizations and for me as somebody who came from the nonprofit profit side i was you know busy trying to raise funds um, make emotional cases for um, investment and things of that nature and i realized for myself that there was this whole other world that i really didn't have a full grasp of and as someone who's a lifelong learner and, and somebody who wants to be impactful at scale, um, the MBA really was um, an opportunity to position myself for that next step. Um, and, you know, it was able to very, very fortunately, you know, arrive at Darden um, and get this general management skill set um, and an incredible network that I think really allows me to uh, make, make my way forward uh, from here. All right, Lucy, how about you? Uh, Tell us more about you and your background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up just outside of Boston in Massachusetts. Um, I actually came down to Virginia for my undergrad degree. Uh, I studied marketing at the College of William & Mary. Um, In the years between undergrad and Darden, I worked for a number of different business to business uh, marketing, or I I worked in in business to business marketing for a number of different firms. Uh, starting off at a regional solar energy provider, uh, then doing a short stint at a national architecture firm, and then doing the last about five years at a global software company operating in the commercial maritime shipping space. Um, In that last role, I was actually able to lead the marketing team for my three years prior to Darden, which was an incredible experience of, you know, growing a team, managing a team, and and really pursuing some very exciting marketing initiatives. when it came uh, came time to look at different business schools, though, you know that that decision for me was really spurred by the desire to expand my impact beyond just the marketing function. You know, I love the creativity and the strategy one can pursue with marketing, but was really excited about having having a broader business impact. Um, so I, I figured it was time to apply uh, to business school. I found Darden, and you know, really fell in love with the program here. Um, actually, after I got into Darden, I was exploring various career paths and I found the world of management consulting, which I uh, I felt really aligned with my personal interests and, and goals. Um, and so this past summer, I spent my internship at BCG in their Boston office, and I'm thrilled to be returning full-time after Darden. Um, similar to Wade, actually, I'm really ho- hopeful that I can focus at least some of my energy in, um, you know, the social impact space through consulting, um, really helping businesses understand where that private sector power can really, um, have that positive social impact interacting with all the various stakeholders, uh, that are critical for business. So, um, you know, I understand I will be doing many different things as a consultant. That's part of the, the attraction for me is learning all, all the different business skill sets that I can, i um, and really developing my skills, but hopefully long-term we'll, we'll be able to help, uh, Private sector businesses um optimize their operations, uh, both to help their bottom line and and help business uh, and society uh, together.
0: Thank you, Lucy. All right, Adrian. Same question for you. Tell us more about you.
3: Yeah, uh, just listening to all of the experiences just takes me back, firstly, to the first day of class where we were discussing of how diverse backgrounds we all come from. But as I as I look back and uh myself, well. Firstly, like I'm from India. So for me, it was a whole new experience in trying to come here. As I look back at my um, experience pre-MBA, I am a child of content by profession, which is like a CPA equivalent. You're in the United States. So my experiences professionally or like in terms of work were always narrowed to financial consulting, be it in terms of mergers and acquisitions consulting or like audit consulting, so on and so forth. And I tried throughout my career to like learn different business skill sets by pivoting my roles from time to time, from big firms to like smaller firms, um, until I finally set up my own consulting firm right before Darden. And it's so interesting that despite all these different roles, I was like, yes, I've finally, you know, been able to grasp the breadth of business knowledge. And now I'm having a consulting firm. I still stumbled upon clients where I was like, I did not know how to take this decision because business is so multifaceted and integrated at the same time that I need to like learn more about this. And I think that was not just helpful for me to like contribute more to my clients, but also develop the skill sets for myself, especially when I was dealing with like small businesses. Right. They were like the untapped market back in India who are not getting the kind of consulting that we expect from larger firms. So it was interesting to um, recognize that gap and be like, what am I going to do about it right now?
0: Great. Well, Lucy, I wonder what brought you to Darden? How did you decide Darden was the place you wanted to be?
1: So many different factors, Brett, that all, all really stack up. But I think the, the number one factor for me was the community and the people. Um, and I say that not only regarding, you know, my fellow students, but also all of the interactions that I had with faculty members, with staff members, the admissions team throughout my entire, um not recruiting, but Darden admissions experience. You know, I was really uh, just struck by the willingness of members of the Darden community to reach out to answer the question, to have the conversation, you know, regardless of it was a, a big structural question or a tiny little logistical, like, how does this work here, right? Um, that warmth in that community really stood out to me through the entire admissions process. Um, and ultimately, when I was looking at what MBA program I wanted to attend obviously I wanted to attend a top program a, a great place where I could learn the skills and and kind of get that jumping pad that I needed to get to the next phase of my career Darden obviously fits that bill but I was also really looking to do so in a place that did prioritize community and people and relationships over you know just competition and so I really think that Darden Absolutely exemplified that for me um, throughout that process, and so that was that was a big deciding factor. Uh, I will say that the second factor that really differentiated Darden was the case method, um, and just being able to explore the topics that we learn in business school through, you know, putting yourself in the shoes of a case protagonist was absolutely something that um, appealed to me, and, and has been one of my favorite parts of my Darden experience as well.
0: All right. Begins to open the door to our, the purpose of our conversation. I appreciate it. Sophisticated podcast guest. Uh, Adriana, uh, how about you? Um, how'd you end up at Target?
3: Yeah, I, so as I decided that now I need an MBA, I started to like jot down what really matters to me. And four factors were like very blatantly up in my face in terms of I really need this if I got to make that career move or I need to get that skill set. And just to like quickly jot it down would be, definitely like the people you need to be the right set of people because they are at the end your partners uh the second was I need to be in a place that was not a city again because I come from a place that's crowded with people and has so many things going on that you don't really get to have intimate connections with the people you are interacting with so I wanted to be in a small space but at the same time a place that has things to do in Charlotte which just perfectly came and fit that bucket um I was also looking for uh, the a program that helps me learn things from a diverse perspective and not just very theoretical in nature, which as Lucy uh, mentioned, like the faith method was the perfect example of how you learn in a, in a place like this. And finally, it was, uh, entrepreneurship because that runs deep in my career experiences. So I needed a place wherein not necessarily full time, but I would have that option to like work on those set of, uh, Connection skills and uh, experiences in my entire MBA program.
0: Excellent. All right. Wade, what led you to Dart?
2: Kind of kind of a blend of both Lucy and Adriana here. Um, you know, for me, uh, recognizing my background and kind of looking forward to the type of leader I wanted to become, I knew I wanted the top academic experience that I could possibly find. And that was a combination both of faculty and students um and you know darden is unparalleled in the quality of faculty members as well as the type of interactions that we get to have with them here on grounds and off grounds um so that was a huge aspect for me and then in addition you know the diverse perspectives that come into the classroom i think is unrivaled um you know having students from every you know almost all countries in the world um every industry background uh, for me i knew it would only enhance my perspective as i learned both with and from them um, and then finally, you know, I had always prided myself on, you know, or I had always wanted to be at institutions where it really became sort of a part of their identity and they felt an affinity towards, you know, and loyalty towards that experience. And so for me, I, I looked at the alumni network as well, and I saw how closely um, the alumni are tied to Darden and what sort of support that they provide, current students, prospective students, and just feeling the um, the generosity from, Again, like what Lucy was talking about, you know, every person I came into contact with at Darden um, extended in hand uh, in a way that you know I felt that I was already supported before even walking into the door. Um, so those are kind of probably the main reasons that uh, that I look towards Darden.
0: Well, I love the the commonality across your respective answers. It all comes back to people and relationships and the sense of community and, and just the, the environment here at here at Darden. And so, um Adriana, so you come, to Darden as a first-year student, uh, you're you're navigating graduate business school. A lot going on in that first year. What was the adjustment like for you? Um, you're here in Charlottesville, learning. Um, tell us more about that.
3: Um, I'll start with a funny one first because the rest is going to be really intense. I think mean, the funny one was just realizing how apartments are in the United States, and that eavesdropped on for me because. For me like the sense of security is to have like gated apartments with a labor employed for security and you're i'm um, like what is happening there is no one guarding my dough am i supposed to be up at night so that's like the funny instance but the reason i code that even till date is it's these small things that you feel concerned about and awkward and embarrassed to talk to because it is an adjustment for you but it's the community that is so understanding of the idea that you know, like it may be petty for us, but like we know where you're coming from just because you're not used to it. And I think that the, the adjustment when I look at it is not about the discomfort I had, but about the fact that I can literally tell what I feel and it's a safe space for people to like understand my point of view and tell me how should I handle it. So that's an adjustment of like being proud of that vulnerability. is something I still owe it to my community out here. Um, and the second is more so from, I have like being a founder really tests you in many ways, but I feel I've been so much more tested. during are a dart in juggling academic recruiting and social life that now I'm like, I can be prepared for the toughest job out there just because of how we've navigated this. So that was an adjustment purely in terms of learning where to draw boundaries and how to prioritize things um, at the cost of what matters to you when uh, was a skill set I believe came in a very, very subtle yet important way.
0: Yeah, it's not something that you necessarily read about on the website, but you realize very quickly that it is a fundamental part of the experience, this prioritization, what's most important. Uh, now there's too much work for you to do it all by yourself. You have to ask for help. You have to lean on other people. I mean, there's there's so many things um, that you learn about yourself and future skills that you're going to draw upon uh, later in life um, as you go forward. But you may not fully realize that that's part of the bargain as you get started here at Darden. How about you, Wade? What were the adjustment uh, adjustments for you as you started here at Darden, first year student?
2: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely build off of that. You know, coming to Darden was like a fire hose of new information for me, um, both in terms of kind of the new academic, um, you know, work that we were doing, as well as the concepts I was learning, and the just the volume um, was turned up, you know, to ten. Um, but fortunately, because of some of those support structures, our learning team members, our classmates, our faculty. That was something that became uh, manageable for me but really you know what what it was what was even more so it's, it's a fire hose but it's all good things you know for me it was like how can i figure out how to spend my time and do you know when i first got here is how can i do as many of these things as possible there's so many things that i want to get engaged with and i want to work on um and so trying to adjust in my first year to say you know where can I focus more of my efforts? How can I be effective and efficient with my time? And just what you're talking about, you know, how can I prioritize the areas that I really want to make an impact in? Um, that was some of the biggest learning and adjustment that that came for me.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. I want to I want to come back to something you said, but I want to give Lucy a chance to to get in here uh, first. Uh, Lucy, tell us about your adjustment to to life at Darden.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will just echo what my colleagues have said about prioritization. Absolutely a core life skill that I feel like I've gotten a lot better at at Darden out of necessity. Um, I think the other, you know, additional thing that I remember from my first quarter at Darden was, you know, you're sitting in class with, you know, 60 to 70 other students in your core section. Um and you're talking about things that you might have background about you know for me my marketing class was a safe space but then you're also talking about things that you know you might have no concept of and so for me i remember that there was a, a personal mental adjustment around you know that maybe on day one it was wow i have no idea about accounting you know i have no concept I, how am i ever going to contribute to this class and then through over the course of those first few weeks Realizing, oh wait, I, I can do this. I can participate. You know, I've got these great peers who are willing to to walk me through it. I've got these great professors who are willing to kind of talk me through all of the resources available. and then finding that within myself to not only, you know, raise my hand and, and volunteer and answer, but also, you know proactively contribute and drive the conversation as well. So so that's definitely something I remember from adjusting to Darden.
0: Yeah, that's certainly something that comes up here on the podcast where people realize you're going to be asked to speak about things that you have no prior experience with you may not even be sure about what you're saying uh, but nevertheless you're you're asked to participate And i mean there's a lot of growth that that comes with that uh, it may feel, feel a little nerve-wracking at, at times but um, it's all part of part of the process um, so wade i mentioned i wanted to come back to something you said um and it may be on some of our listeners minds uh, as, as they listen to this conversation Uh, darden is a school that leads with the academic experience and it's known for for being challenging and sometimes people read that and they think gosh that sounds like a lot of work what what do you what do you say to prospective students when they ask you about the the academic experience here
2: yeah i think uh, that's a really great question um it's absolutely one of the priorities here especially in the first year um core it takes up a lot of your time you're going to be meeting with your learning teams after class um but i would say you know for myself at least that was the reason, the intensity and, and kind of a, the academic component was one of the main reasons and drivers for me to attend Darted. I knew that there was so much that I didn't know. I knew that there was so much that I wanted to learn. And I felt ultimately like this was one of the best places that I could do that. And, you know, for me, the academic experience, um, you get out what you put in uh, and really being able to dedicate the time to go through their cases and be prepared for class. It might make you better equipped to answer the question um, especially in areas that you're less familiar with but one of the things that i think would kind of tail end on what lucy was just talking about is there's many ways to contribute in the class besides knowing the right answer Um, so for me one of the best ways that i could contribute was asking the question asking one of my classmates to maybe break down a concept that they threw away in passing but was was new to me um and by doing that i think you can really enhance each other's learning um you know while you're in while you're in the class itself and um so you know what some of the some of the things i would say to to prospective students are there are so many resources and support systems for you while you're here you're not having to handle all of this new information alone and you're not the only person to where an operations concept might be new to you or the accounting format might be new um we're all kind of going through this together at the same time and there are plenty of people who are willing to lend a hand when you when you need or want the support.
0: Excellent. All right, Lucy, what, what do you say to folks who might ask you this question uh, I heard Darden there's a there's a fair amount of uh, academic work involved uh, involved with the experience there. What about it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when when people ask me that question, you know, I always reflect on what an incredible opportunity we have here to really take two years and dive into all of these various topics, all of these big concepts, all these big problems, and just and just talk about it, right? Um, and so, yes, the the Darton academic experience is robust. It is demanding. Uh, it really pushes you out of your comfort zone in in certain areas. Um, but the number one thing that you know I love about it is that. It's okay to to use that time and explore it and and pursue the understanding. And it's okay if you're not right about the answer the first time you approach the concept, right? Um, You know, I find so much value in the darting case classroom, Um, not only, you know, getting the chance to, to, you know, explore these concepts that might be new, but also hear the perspectives of all of the other people in the classroom who might be thinking about it in a different way based on their, you know, prior work experience or, you know, the geography that they come from or the way that their personality, you know, shapes the way they think about different problems. And so, um, you know, I think, I think the important thing to keep in mind is that, yes, we are, we're absolutely here to learn and that is amazing, but also, you know, Reflecting on on the purpose of that learning is is to grow and develop new skills and, and maybe you know think about things in a slightly different way. And so um, you know, that's one of the, the biggest values that I have. And, and I think that when you maybe reframe class and the academic load in that way, um it, it's just an investment in that personal growth and and it's a great way to spend your time and and expand your horizons.
0: Adriana, what would you want to add on this topic?
3: Yeah, I think I will, uh, I'll give it a shot and I'll probably put it in such a way that despite it being like a fire hose, there's so much for you to do, but there's also so much control that's given to you and how you want to drive your learning experience. Like all of us go to class prepared at a certain level and we can choose what that level is going to be like. We can choose days where we are like, I want to be a recipient of knowledge and I'm going to listen from the 65 beautiful minds that are in my class and come from such language backgrounds that have an opinion on this topic versus I'm going to have have an opinion because I have a prior background and I want to share it and learn from others as to how they are seeing it in a different light. And that puts you in such a position of control on how are you driving your learning to the goals that you came to school with. Um, And it's eventually going to be a beautiful appreciation of learning how to think versus learning a learning material. Uh, And I think that just is a very, that's the last thing I ended when I talked to a prospective student on how do you handle an academic experience like Darden, which is known to be intense and heavy.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that point about the the goal here is to teach you how to think rather than just regurgitate information. Um, Talk with a number of the faculty for an ongoing conversation series we have called Office Hours. And that is one of the things that that comes through in those conversations. They say, you know, the the classes are equally exciting to us because you just never know what people are going to bring up. And you know, we're here to help students develop judgment and be able to make difficult decisions with incomplete information um, to practice these things that they're going to have to do out of the real world, but here in an academic setting. You know, that that's what it's about. Um, and so that's such a good point about the about thought being the goal and, and teaching you how to how to think through these things. Um so let's transition to talk a little bit about the case method, the learning experience here at, here at Darden. Um, so Lucy, how do you explain the case method to people who, don't know a lot about it, maybe they've heard about it, a little bit nervous maybe to ask exactly what it is, but uh, what what is the case method? How do you explain it?
1: Yeah, um, what a great place to start. So in my mind, the case method is a way of approaching learning by putting yourself in the shoes of a business leader. Um, and this can be someone sitting in any function in any organization who's facing a situation or a challenge or an opportunity and is at kind of a, a juncture, right. Um, and in a case classroom, you know, each student is, is given the case reading ahead of time. So everyone has, you know, gone through, gotten some of the background, you know, cases, um, you know, set up the problem, set up the conversation. And they also provide some background information about, you know, the history of the company, maybe the history of the, the case protagonist. Um, and then the, the beauty of a case classroom is that everyone comes with some of that common foundation, and there's no answer um, that's given to you beforehand. So you come into class and your task in a case classroom is to uncover the different options available for action and then perhaps evaluate what the best course of action might be given the different goals or um, restrictions that, that the case protagonist is facing. So truly is about Learning how to approach some of these challenging business problems that you know, as future business leaders, we're all you know going to face at some point in our careers. Um, putting yourselves in the you're sh- putting yourself in the shoes of that decision maker, um, and understanding what information you even need, what's even relevant, you know, how you might you know start your your answer and your approach to that problem, um, what resources you might need to pull in, what additional information. Um, and really, going through the process of, of solving the problem, um, and of course, in a classroom, you get to do that with sixty of your of your closest friends, um, led by some of some of the the brightest professors available <laughs> in a business uh, scenario. So it's an incredibly engaging and dynamic conversation, and it's one of my favorite ways to learn and explore new topics.
0: So Adriana, when you talk with prospective students, uh, maybe don't know as much about the case method; they're just learning about this this experience here. Uh, what do you highlight for them?
3: Um, I think I would definitely firstly echo everything that Lucy mentioned. In addition to that, the way I look at a case method is um, it's not just about one person or like all students sharing their point of view on a topic. It's about people who come from different backgrounds sharing their point of view on a topic. To give a more granular example, we had a case which was about a car manufacturer back in India. And I know I'm digressing, but we do have global cases here at Darden, which just make the whole experience so much more enriching. Uh, so going back, there was this case about a car manufacturer in India, and we had someone who, you know, shared a point of view on what decision they would take, and it was from a financial standpoint. To have it countered by someone else in the class with an operational background, be like, I don't think that's going to help our operations, and this is my point of view about it. So then have the uh, another student from like an HR standpoint show how it's going to impact their life and how it might not be in the best interest of company values. And in all these discussions, I'm sitting right there learning on how this business decision is so integrated across these multiple facets and functions. Because at the end, we are not functional leaders. We are going to be business leaders. And I think that's just a beautiful way of spending time in a case method here at school. And it also just teaches you to, on a softer end, it teaches you like when in a conversation should you like hold your point of view so as to be able to give space to someone else to share their perspective so as to be able to take it in and factor it in as you're thinking
2: about your point.
0: Wait, how about you? Uh, What do you highlight for prospective students as they're learning about the case method?
2: Well, I think both, both of those examples were just incredible. I think, you know, boiling it down for me, the case method really puts you in the driver's seat um, as you think about a business problem um, that somebody is facing. And you as one person, you might come in with a certain perspective or opinion, um, but really what happens in the classroom is that you're co-creating an answer with 70 of your friends, right? You're getting informed positions from everybody in the classroom and it's being facilitated by a faculty member who, instead of pointing you in the right direction, actually deepens your, your understanding or deepens the, the quality of the problem by asking questions. So the faculty member is facilitating through the Socratic method, and really what that does is open up opportunities to take a new different angle or a new perspective towards whatever problem that you're facing. Um, so for me, kind of just from you know understanding how the decision-making process works, thinking about what criteria you might need in in order to make a decision, understanding what the trade-offs are in different perspective or from different um, kind of angles. And really just, Getting a sense of, you know, how complex, um, you know, something that might seem simple to you, how complex it might be when you wrap in, you know, dip minds from different functions, different experiences, different backgrounds, um, and having to keep that kind of all in mind at the same time. Uh, so for me, it's really about the co-creation uh, and, you know, and that's that's been a phenomenal experience for me.
0: Well, I want to talk a little bit about how you prepare for this kind of thing, because I think for a lot of students, they're used to, well, you have homework, you you read a textbook, you come in, the faculty member tells you what you need to know, you go and learn that, take a test, et cetera. A little different here at, at Darden. So, Adriana, how do you prepare for, for class? Uh, how do you get ready for one of these case discussions?
1: Absolutely.
3: For this, I will go back to the time that I read my first case, and I'm so grateful that I had a learning team to read it with, because all of us are on the same boat, right? We are trying to understand how do we go ahead with something like this. And we all would read the cases, and we would come with a point of view or a perspective or a decision that we want to make based on data, because everyone's reading the same content. So everyone's going to read the same content, and they are going to come up with their version of what needs to be done next, the basis of which would be your prior experience, your interpretation of what you've read, and some conversations you would have had with your peers you were at school in understanding the content. And we would have these discussions in our learning team rooms wherein everyone would start listing out their point of view and where they come from and why to eventually reaching a consensus of, okay, I think all of us agree on these points. These are what we don't agree on because we come from different backgrounds and that's going to be very normal. But let's see when we go in class what new perspectives we'll get and how does that fit either align with what we think or doesn't, or probably helps us solve the unresolved questions we still had. Because mind you, there's one thing I've learned to be comfortable with is even at the end of it all, you're still going to have some things that are unresolved, but you have to be learn, you have to learn to be okay with it as you're deciding on some crucial decisions. So that was my experience in navigating it.
0: Wade, how about you? How do how do you prepare for a case discussion?
2: I think it's actually changed a bit over time. So kind of similar to Adriana, like in our first year, we have our learning teams. We kind of went off on our own, did our own analysis, tried to come to some sort of conclusion about the case. And then discuss it a bit in our team you know before actually going to class the next day, and I found that to be really valuable, so I could try out my ideas kind of in a smaller scenario and smaller situation before opening it up to, to 70 people. Um, so having that little test round, I think, was, was really valuable, but fortunately for me, I think, through the classes and core and through the first year. I started coming up with kind of my own criteria and frameworks for how to think through decisions and, and how to, um, you know, understand what information is critical and, and what uh, things I might consider during a decision. So I started kind of preparing a little bit differently um, in my second year, towards the end of my first year, into my second year, where I'd read through the case, I would ch- try and figure out what were the available alternative, like, uh, uh, you know, available, um, you know, outcomes or decisions. Think through the positives and negatives uh, and then, you know, try and test that against alternatives. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely went from a more collaborative preparation model um, in the first year towards a little bit more uh, individual. Um, but I, I can say the only reason or the main reason I personally was able to do that is because of the incredible, um, you know, conceptual learning uh, and, and studying that, that we had during our core uh, core classes.
0: And for our listeners who are just starting to learn a bit about all of these support structures here at Darton, the learning team is a typically about a six-person team um, that's assigned to you at the at the start of, of your first year. Um, these folks are with you during the core. They're they're a touchpoint uh, for you socially, also academically support uh, academically a support for you as you navigate the core curriculum through the first three quarters of the full-time MBA program and part-time MBA and executive MBA students also have learning teams uh, here at Darden. So Lucy, how do you get ready for a case discussion?
1: Yeah, I mean, I will I will echo what, what my colleagues here have already said. Um, certainly during the core curriculum at Darden, your learning team is just absolutely foundational. Um, and it's really helpful because on that six-person learning team, the administration does a great job actually trying to diversify those teams, especially in terms of background. So, you know, while you might have someone who spent their career in marketing, you also will have someone who spent their career, you know, pre-Darden in banking or in um, operations or strategy. And so they, they really balance that out and it helps you not only learn the content, but also learn how to work within a team that has different perspectives there. Um, I will echo um, both what Wade said and, and something Adriana said earlier in the conversation about how Darden, yes, teaches you concepts, but also teaches you, you know, how to think about different scenarios. And so the farther you get into your Darden experience, um, I certainly you know, experienced what Wade referenced in, in terms of moving from more of a collaborative to more of an individual preparation method. That's also just by nature of moving from the core curriculum into second year electives, which um, don't have designated learning teams for them. Um, but increasingly, as you as you get more familiar with how a case classroom runs with, honestly, you know, the goals and the learning objectives and and the context around which you're having these conversations, I find you can engage more deeply or or I guess in a in a different manner with the preparation materials. And so for me, you know, it's always it always starts with taking a look at or reflecting on, you know, what is this class even about? You know, what what am I here to learn? What is the general topic um, reading through all of the materials um, oftentimes you'll have the case itself but then you might have a supporting we call them tech notes which is effectively you know a, a short briefing on the key concept that you're covering in that class maybe a model how to approach you know a certain analysis that you're going to be focusing on that day so really learning the concepts reading through the case understanding you know okay what are we talking about what's the situation and then taking some time to do that reflection on, you know where might we go with this you know if i if i was in this person's shoes what would i be thinking about right now um what might i not be initially thinking about right off the bat you know what are some of i like to spend some time challenging my own assumptions about my first reaction to a case that's certainly something i learned to do at darden right you know um especially after that core curriculum you become a lot more accustomed to having people think about things in different ways and so it's really great to start incorporating that thinking into your own um, and developing a, a broader and a more nuanced perspective going into the class and then of course you know you get into class and and inevitably there's something you didn't even think about before on your own and again that's part of the beauty of of the darden case experience
0: i know this is going to be probably a, a difficult question to answer but still uh, want to ask it anyway because i think people always appreciate stories, helps contextualize some of the things that we're discussing. Wade, you've read hundreds of cases uh, during your time at Darden. Do you have a case that you particularly enjoyed or a discussion that stands out in your mind as you think back on, on the experience that you've had here?
2: Wow, that that is, a, that is definitely a, a great question. There have been hundreds of cases that we've read through, and I can tell you just off the top of my head, one of my favorite case discussions was from a core marketing class. Um, we were studying a, a company that was doing direct to consumer uh, mattresses. And the reason that I uh, remember this case is because I was the opening cold call um, from my teacher. So um, if, for those who aren't familiar, kind of some professors will um, start the class by asking a student in the class what they would do. And that might be saying, hey, Wade, what are you going to do in this situation and why? And so as the first question in the class, you get to start out and provide your your decision, provide your reasoning, provide your supporting evidence, um, and then field questions and, you know, hear hear from your classmates about the many reasons that you're right or wrong, you know, depending on, on how that goes. Um, and your professor might also jump in and, and ask some counterfactuals and things like that um so i remember this this case um fondly because it was the first time i think it was maybe our second or third week of class um where i was i was uh handling that cold call and i have to say um you know in the hot seat it really did get it did get warm under the collar for me um but i think one of the things that was uh, a great experience throughout that class but throughout you know all of core is you really get to learn how to speak um you know think on your feet articulate your thoughts um, and, and kind of have conviction behind uh, the things that you say. Um, and so, you know, it was a, it was a bit of a struggle in the beginning to get my, my feet under me um, when I, when I was surprised by that, that cold call. Um, but I have to say it was a great experience and and learning experience for me, for sure.
0: Yeah, the opportunity to practice your presentation skills, your your speaking skills, develop your presence uh, a bit more to do all of of those things here. Lucy, do you have a favorite favorite case that stands out from your time?
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's almost impossible to answer this question because every case is a little bit different. The one that really comes to mind for me um, with this question was. In our third quarter, our last quarter of CORE, we had a combo class. So it was, we were studying both ethics and decision analysis at the same time in this quarter. Um, And, you know, our our DA professor came into our ethics class to talk about a case. And this case involved both, you know, the very quantitative um, analysis, uh, the regression, the statistics that we were covering in DA, but also had this amazing ethics, you know, the, the whole subject, the, the whole concept and the and the context of the case was all around ethics. And so I really loved seeing those two um, topics that, you know, might at first brush seem, you know, pretty disparate come together in one unified conversation. Also just fun to see, you know, two different professors that you usually don't see together, you know, engaging and leading a, a class together and then seeing how the class discussion kind of evolved from that. Um But, you know, that was really foundational for me just to see that, yes, of course, you know, business is not siloed into these five different classes, the way that we silo things into each quarter here at Darden. Um, And so seeing really how those two fields would interact um, was really cool um, and one of my favorite experiences.
0: That's awesome. Adriana, I recognize this is filed under impossible podcast questions, but nevertheless, um, uh, a case that you really enjoyed?
3: Absolutely. No, but it's a great, it's a great question because it made me reflect on so many cases that I've been through right now and relive those moments. Um, I think one of the cases that strikes out to me particularly because we fail to realize as students at times that MBA experience may not necessarily be about learning and developing technical skills and soft skills, but it's also you getting on a journey or on a transformational journey of getting to know yourself better. Uh, and I think one of the courses that struck a chord with me and the class with a leading organization's course, which happens in, uh, I hope I still know because you've taken so many courses over the last two years, but you won, of course. Uh, we had a mining case, and it was the first time I've ever felt goosebumps in taking a business as, you know, as, as a leader because you're tested to limits on what your values are, how do you define them, and how does that shape the decision you take? Because when you take that, it not only influences your career for the rest of your life as a leader, but it also influences the company, the organization, the employees, the society, the consumers and so many other stakeholders involved in that decision. And the fact that your value system drives so much of it just makes you realize how important it is for you to know what your values are and how aligned it is and where you draw a line in the decisions you take. And I think that just changed how I approached every other course at Darton after that. It was not just about technical anymore. It was so much more about technical people, and, and myself. Like where do I fall in when I teach these students? What are my biases? What are my uh, values in driving them? And I think that was a that was a very uh, crucial point for me in my MBA experience. So, yeah. we
0: well, kind of build on that a little bit. I wonder, Lucy, was there anything that surprised you? Uh, about the learning experience here at Darden, something maybe that you weren't anticipating uh, that snuck up on you,
1: wow. Um you know, the I think the thing that that surprised me the most, and I feel like i I came into this expecting, you know, expecting to be surprised. so maybe maybe I'm a bad person to answer this question. But um honestly, just finding the the takeaways that you are able to bring from a class that, you know, at you know first glance might seem you know oh in my finance class i'm going to learn how to do a discounted cash flow right and and then you take away all of these lessons that build on each other and you know yield actually much more significant and nuanced insights i think actually the thing that might surprise me the most is is how interactive all of these classes truly are you know um this certainly was true in core but even in second year electives where you know, the professors, it's impossible for them to coordinate all of their classes to my unique schedule that of the classes I've chosen. You know, I just constantly am finding like, oh, this discussion directly relates to this concept that I learned, you know, last week in my other class or two quarters ago. And and you, you just see the through lines, you see the connections. Um, and those are really brought to light through, you know, your own reading and understanding of the cases, but also through the the discussion with your classmates, you know people will bring up different concepts. Um, and especially at this point, you know, in our final quarter here at Darden, you could really see the interconnectivity and the, um, the 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 nuance of the learning. And it feels so much broader and so much deeper than, you know, I might have expected coming in just going through each of these individual classes.
0: All right, Ad- Adriana, um, what would you highlight here? Something that was surprising to you about the Darden learning experience?
3: Yeah, no, um, it, it's pretty much like Lucy Wern. I was like, we know that all of these are meant to integrate, but the depth and the extent of which they integrate with each other is uh, so profound to like go back and look at it. I think that was something that was like, I didn't know where it came from and it just came in there. Um, another thing that as I as I look back, um, was the fact that you have uh, professors that are so deeply vested in your learning, right? Um, my entire life, like taking the you know taking the professions or in the qualifications that I've taken, I was like, I have reached the point where I have seen it all in terms of professor's commitment. And I came in here and I was like, I did not expect that. I did not expect to be so did not expect them to like take the time even outside of class to like, you know, recognize, they have like a unique talent to like look at your face and know that, Ed, did you really understand this point? Okay, if yes, like, tell me, what did you understand? The fact that they are like so vested in knowing that we want you to go taking away something from this just makes me feel much more supported in the whole experience. And I feel that was like, I'm something I'm grateful for and snuck up on me.
0: Yeah, sometimes when people think about graduate business school, they think, well, maybe the faculty have other priorities. Um, they're pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, at Darden, here, uh, the classroom—it's a sacred space. It's a priority for everyone. So, uh, Wade, um, something that surprised you about your learning experience here?
2: Yeah, well, you guys just both took my answer, so I guess I'll have to try something new. Um, but I've—I guess maybe not surprised, but but really. Um, enthusiastic and grateful for the amount of learning that happened outside of the classroom for me. Um, I think that being able to have um, incredible classmates, both within my section and outside of my section, be willing to spend time with me to work through a model, or to talk about concepts that they were really familiar with, um, really just deepen my understanding and help me prepare for a variety of different classes, you know, whether we're, you know, meeting for coffee and talking about their past experiences or you know, having a class specific questions, I found that, you know, not only do you get to know students really well within the classroom, but there's so much more to learn, um, you know, outside Um, and building those personal and quasi professional relationships with such incredible people, I think, to me was um, like a really validating part of the experience here at Darden. Um, And similar to Lucy, I had these, I had great expectations coming in and and, and I've only, you know, I've only had a great experience, Um, but I think the outside of class learning um, was something that was less expected and, and that kind of um, compassion and collaboration really does extend beyond the walls of, of the classroom. Um, So that was, that was something I was really, uh, really surprised about.
0: All right, last question for you. Uh, we always ask our guests here on the podcast for a piece of advice, something they would encourage our listeners to consider as they go forth on their MBA journeys. Adriana, I uh, wonder what you would encourage our, our prospective student listeners to consider. Ah,
3: wow! Oh my God, there's so much to tell. Um, I think something that I will definitely highlight though is take take your time to like learn what is important to you. There'll be so much for you to do at darted that you want to know how to navigate it, and what will help you is aligning your values, your morals, what is non-negotiable for you, your goals. And once you've found something that meets all of these, stick to it, harvest those relationships, harvest that opportunity. And yeah, just stay enthusiastic and dynamic. I think that's something I'd like to leave them with.
0: Wade, how about you? A word of advice for our listeners?
2: Sure. So, I think for for applicants, I'd say really take your time in finding the right fit for school. Um, you know, talk with alumni, talk with current students, see if you can figure out a time to visit the campus and feel, you know, a sense of what the community is really like. Um, I think for me that and you know, seeing seeing how my friends have had their experiences as well, that is a humongous driver in the quality of experience you're ultimately going to have. Um, And then once you get to Darden or once you you hopefully get to Darden, um, I would suggest, you know, try something outside of your comfort zone. Um, Really try and, um, you know, lean on your curiosity and, and, you know, go take a step into something that you might not have been familiar with. And you, you might not have even thought about before, because all it can do is really broaden your perspective on what is interesting to you and what you are excited about. Um, and you know, I've found plenty of opportunities to do that here. and And that's been a, a highlight for me. All
0: right, Lucy, you get the last word? Uh, yeah or, word of advice.
1: I'll, I'll try to make it worth it. Um, first of all, I just want to echo everything Adriana and Wade said. I think authenticity and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone are are absolutely top of my list of advice. I would also say, um, you know, reflecting on yourself, who you are and what you're, how you're trying to grow and develop is really important. And then also remember that the only limiting factor at a place like Darden is, is what you limit is how you limit yourself. Um, you know, I think it can be so easy, you know, when you're in that case classroom, when you get that cold call, when you are pushing yourself out of your comfort zone in a way that you've never been able to do so before, it is so easy to put limitations on yourself and, and say, no, I'm not going to try this. I'm not going to do this. This isn't what I want to do. I, I'm, I'm not ready. You are ready and you can accomplish so much more than you think you might. Um, and for me, you know, I, I always say that I thought Darden would open a lot of doors for me. What I didn't know is that on the other side of the door is a springboard. And I feel like I've really been able to grow and develop and do new things that I never thought I would be able to. So um, I would say embrace it and live it to its fullest.
0: I can't think of a better way to end this podcast uh, than that. So thank you so much, Lucy, Wade, Adriana, for being here, for sharing your experience with our listeners. I so enjoyed this conversation.
1: Thanks so much, Brett. Nice, nice
0: job. Great to be here. Thanks, Brett. And that was my conversation with three members of our full-time MBA class of 2023, Wade Clement, Lucy King, and Adriana Vaz. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast. We're all ears. We can be reached at darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.